0: To get right for Sunday, this is the second episode of Get Right for Sunday, kids, and I have yet another special guest. She is a eighth grade catechumen, Alexa. Say hi. Hi, Alexa. What's your favorite color?
1: Pink. Yes, I don't get, really okay, know.
0: How can how can you guess that it's pink? I mean, what? Well, why why pink first of all?
1: I don't know, I used to wear pink when I was a little kid,
0: so you just all like time. it now, yeah, so you your your parents, I'm guessing your mother dressed you in pink, and now it's ingrained into you that now that's your favorite color, yeah, so you're gonna sure. to, you're you're gonna blame your mother for your favorite color being pink,
1: yeah, I guess I don't know. She's not always the one who bought me my clothes, though, so that's so, so you thing.
0: want to blame your father?
1: It wasn't my dad either. <laughs> he would have bought me bear's clothes.
0: Well, okay. So we're going to look at uh, the readings, more particular the gospel lesson for this coming Sunday. And it comes to us from St. Matthew. It's the continuation of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. So we heard last week that he goes up onto the mountain, and of course people are always following him, and his disciples are around him. And I I love the text. It says, he sat down and opened his mouth and taught them, saying, blessed are. And he goes on to tell how people are blessed. But now we have the other part of this. And he changes his tone a little bit. And he says, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Alexa, what's your favorite food? Ice cream. Do you put salt on ice cream?
1: Ew, no.
0: Okay. So, do you like salt?
1: It depends on what it's on.
0: Okay, so what would you put salt on? Pretzels. Pretzels. I did not see that coming. I, I was all prepared for, like, french fries or something incredibly <laughs> obvious. Pretzels. I wasn't... Because I think of, like, you know, the bag of pretzels, you know, so...
1: Yeah, they have salt on them.
0: They do, but do you add salt to it?
1: Like the ones you put in the microwave at the concession stand.
0: Okay, so why do you put salt on... Why do you put extra salt on the pretzels that you get at the concession stand?
1: To make it salty.
0: To make it salty. Okay, do you like the taste of salt?
1: Sometimes, depending on how much salt's on there.
0: Okay, so you you would agree that salt adds to the flavor of whatever you're going to eat. Appropriately, because as you said, it would be awful to put salt on your ice cream, right? Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure it's still gross. So you're doing this to add to the flavor. Do you know why else you would uh, put salt on food? We we don't do this uh, as much anymore, but do you know why you we used to put salt on food? A lot of salt.
1: Didn't it, like, keep it so it didn't get... Oh, gross and moldy?
0: Yeah, uh, to to preserve it, so... Okay, so Jesus says, Alexa, you are the salt of the earth. So what does that mean? Oh, Jesus just called you out. (laughs) What do you think he's talking about? Think about pretzels. Why pretzels? Why did you jump to pretzels?
1: I don't know. That's the first thing I think of when you say salt.
0: Okay. Are you hungry? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Okay, so Jesus says, you, Alexa, are the salt of the earth. And he's talking about all Christians. Why would he use that analogy?
1: Because... You can have a lot of salt on something, and, like, the earth has a lot of people on it. So he could, like, be referring to the salt as, like, the people on the earth.
0: Oh, I like that. Okay, so you're going to go with, with multitude. You're going to go with a lot of people. So with that, let's push this a little bit further. I like the idea that now, because uh, the Old Testament prophets, Jesus, uh, even Moses uh, talks about the multitude of believers in heaven. Uh, Abraham is told to look to the stars and count the stars if he can. That will be how numerous his offspring are. And so I, I like that idea that, that salt being abundant. So, okay, but then we got this, this issue. But if salt has lost its taste, what is it good for? If salt is not salty, what is it?
1: It could mean, like, if we don't believe in God, you lose all the saltiness. And that, like, means you don't believe in God, so all the saltiness is gone, and you can't be restored until you believe in God again.
0: Well, I like that. Okay, so do you know what salt is if it's not salty?
1: Just not salt
0: It is exactly it's not salt. it's it's a rock. Um, I, and it's good for nothing. It does nothing. And and I liked how you equated that to the idea that we have the life of Christ uh, believing in Jesus. and if we don't have that, what do we have? Well, we don't have life, we don't have promise, and we can only, and this was really uh, insightful of you. Only when we are restored in Christ do we have our saltiness, do we have the gift of the what Jesus is giving to us. Okay, so Jesus continues. He changes the simile metaphor analogy. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. Alexa, I'm thinking of a song. Isn't there a song that does something like this? Do you want to sing for everybody? No. Come on, you you, you don't want to you don't want this to be your musical debut and sing uh, wh- I don't remember the name of the song now that I built it up. Uh, My Little little Light, I'll Let It Shine. Don't look at me like that. You know what I'm talking about.
1: This little gospel light of mine? Yeah, there we go. See,
0: I even messed it up. Yeah. See, you know it. Sing it for everybody. Come on, sing. Nope. Not Mm. Not even a little bit? No. Can you hum it? Yeah. How do you hum it? (laughs) I don't know. Okay, so the point of the song is uh, connected to what Jesus is saying. So if you have a light, and—okay, so if we were in a dark room, and I had a flashlight, a candle, or whatever, and I covered it, what good is the light?
1: Nothing, because you can't see.
0: Okay, so— when Jesus calls you, Alexa, and all other Christians, the light of the world, what, what do you think he means?
1: Uh, if we believe in God and we tell other people, we're letting our light shine. But if we don't and, like, we're doing bad stuff and people see that, they're not going to see Jesus' light shining through us.
0: Okay, I really like that last point, Uh Jesus light shining in us. Because I was going to ask, are you bright? Are you? Do you have a light because of yourself? No. No. And it's Jesus light. So I really like that. And it's really hard because when it says uh, doing good works, I like to do good works. I like to count how many old ladies I help across the street. I have a running <laughs> list because I like to tell people how many... Old ladies I've helped walk across the street. Do you know why I like to tell people how many old ladies I've walked across the street?
1: Because it shows that you're doing good stuff?
0: Exactly. It shows how great and good I am that I stop all my work to go help old ladies cross the street.
1: Why specifically old ladies?
0: Because I think old guys can walk across the street by themselves. Well, it is to make me look good. It's, you know, because you got to... So, listeners, if you could see me, I I, I just sat straight up, and, you know, my my chin is pointed up a little bit, and you got to puff up your chest a little bit, because this is good works. This is all about me. But you, Alexa, pointed out very quickly that it's not our light. So if it's not our light, it's not our good works, whose light is it? Whose good works is it? Jesus Okay, so that's a great Sunday school answer. Do a little bit more. Jesus, what? What is Jesus doing?
1: Jesus is, it's Jesus's word through the Bible that's telling us what we're supposed to do. And it's the Holy Spirit that's working through us to help us learn that.
0: I love that. Okay, so now we're, you actually jumped into epiphany. We have the revelation. Uh, we have God, the Holy Ghost, revealing Jesus to us and Jesus working in us. That, that, that's wonderful. Okay, so now Jesus changes everything, and he makes this big, big point. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law uh, or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Okay, so let's just do the Ten Commandments. Let's just sum up all of God's law in the Ten Commandments. Did Jesus take away the Ten Commandments? No. Okay, so what did Jesus do?
1: He followed them.
0: He followed them. Why did he follow them?
1: Because he's perfect.
0: And so he was, he was bored and he didn't have anything else to do and said, hey, this looks fun. I'm perfect. I'll come and do them.
1: No, if he didn't follow all the rules, he couldn't die for us, and then we won't be saved. And then we can go to heaven.
0: That is brilliant. And I mean that sincerely, uh, because that is at the heart of all that Jesus does for us. And just as he said, and just as you said, uh, he didn't come to take the law away. He came to do it. And why did he do it? What what did you say? So he could what for us?
1: He could die for us. He
0: could die for us. Why does Jesus have to die for us?
1: Because that's the only way he can pay for our sins.
0: Absolutely. So, the the spilling of holy, innocent blood, he is the sacrifice, and he does this to accomplish everything. And this is really important. So, I'm sitting here at a table with Alexa. Uh, I'm pastor. I'm I'm the catechist. You're the catechumen. And so, Jesus goes on, if I lax the law or tell you, oh, you know, the Let's do the fourth commandment. Do you remember what the fourth commandment is?
1: Now I don't remember.
0: You got to honor somebody.
1: Oh, honor your father and mother.
0: Okay. So, what if I told you, you know, only on odd days do you have to honor your father and your mother. All the other days you can do whatever you want. I, Pastor Wright, have spoken. Wait, does that sound good? Yeah. What? Well, no, you're supposed to say no. I would never do that. So I'm laxing the law, or I'm making it uh, not as strong as what God has said. Am I teaching what God told me to teach you? No. No. So I've took mat- I've taken matters into my own hands, and I basically made up the law and said I'm God. And we hear that Jesus is actually really strict about this. Don't lax the law. We are to preach the law. We are to teach the law. Because when we understand the law, guess what we get to see? We get to see the fulfillment of what Jesus said. And I really like what you said. He goes to the cross and dies. This is the payment. And when we recognize our sin, we get to recognize his payment. And so this is huge. Because if we think we can make it and do it ourselves, what are we saying to God? If I said to God, I can do all the law perfectly, what have I just told Jesus?
1: You'd be lying.
0: That would, I absolutely would be lying. But what would I be saying about his perfect work?
1: You'd be saying that you didn't need him and that even though he died for you and he went through all that stuff just to save you, you didn't need him and that you can't. You can do it by yourself.
0: You hit the nail on the head. And this is why, and I loved what you said earlier, the Holy Spirit reveals this to us. We get to trust in what Jesus has fulfilled. And this is all the gift of what the Father delivers to us. So amazing stuff. Okay, so I I got a question for you, Alexa. This is the uh, part of the Sermon on the Mount. What do you think of Jesus preaching? Do do, do you like it? Do, Do you think it's riveting? Is it in depth? Okay. I, don't, I so, don't know. So nobody can hear the, the shoulder shrug. you you got to say something.
1: I mean, it's a good sermon, but like, if we didn't have the Holy Spirit, we couldn't understand it anyway.
0: Ooh, I like that. Okay. Well, so Alexa, I, I really appreciate you uh, letting me take you out of math class. Uh, do you have anything that you want to say about what Jesus says in this sermon what it's been give, what's been given or anything about the text. Why salt? Why salt? I actually really don't know. I, I think it's actually what you said that it was an easy thing because it was all around and it, di- it does stuff. You can taste it, it preserves, and if it loses its saltiness, you have to deal with useless rocks. So I I just think it was an easy metaphor, but I don't know. It's a good question. I'll have to look it up and figure it out. Got anything else?
1: No, you asked all the other questions
0: I was going to ask. Okay. Alexa, thank you very much, and God's peace be upon you. Thank you for listening to Get Right for Sunday. I know that your time is valuable, and of all the things that you could have watched or listened to, you have chosen to deepen your biblical understanding with Get Right for Sunday. Would you take a moment to give a five-star rating of this podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform? This actually helps others to be able to find Get Right for Sunday. Again, thank you for your time, your prayers, and support.